This is the Piss Goff Podcast with your host, Yusuf Goff. Jamie, just play the song. If it doesn't work, Jamie, you're fired, but it's going to work. Just play this. Go ahead. Play the Can't Tell Me Nothing Kanye West intro. Stop. From the beginning, you... It, Till I give my money right I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven When I woke I spent that on a necklace So God I'll be back in a second Saying it's so hard not to act reckless Get arrested guess until he gets a message And pressure under more scrutiny And what I do act more stupidly Bought more jewelry, more Louis V. My mama couldn't get through to me. People suing me. TV talking like it's just you and me. I'm just saying how I feel, man. I ain't one of the Cosby's. I ain't go to hell, man. I guess the money should have changed them. I guess I should have forgot where I came from. Till I get my money right La, 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 Then you can't tell me nothing, right? Excuse me, is you saying something? Uh-uh, you can't tell me nothing Fade it out, Jamie You can't tell me nothing Fade it out, Jamie You can't tell me nothing Alright, what's going on? Jamie's getting better at this Welcome back to another episode What up, my golf fights, my new fans, the new people? If you're new to this and you don't know what the hell's going on, this is the Piss Golf Podcast. This is episode number 58. You got a lot more back stuff to go through. The back catalog. So, um, yeah, Jamie, pull up the, uh, the the notes, podcast notes, and it's going to have the update. We'll start there. We'll start with the update. We got a lot to talk about today. Today we're going to see, oh, did I get the Fauci doc video? We might want, We might talk about that. We're definitely going to talk about China versus Taiwan. We're going to talk about Ted Cruz and the, and the Facebook whistleblower. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Project Veritas Part 4, uh, DJ Khaled's teeth. Um, and then a little, you know, that's it. So let's, uh, let's get into it. So um, where was, where, where did I leave off? Last week, Monday, right after this, like I'm going to do today, I'm going to go hit mics, which is why I'm kind of rushing right now. I'll take a sip of water. So, last Monday, I hit the triple mic, and each mic got better, each one. Like, they got better and better as they went. Like, the first mic was good. It was actually good. It was at uh, Dingo's. Remember, I uh, had the problem there a couple weeks ago, and, and, you know, everything's good now. Then uh, then after that, I drove up to, um, and I made it pretty much, there was three comics left, and I made it all the way up to Nanuet, Nanuet, Nanuet. And I hit the billiards place over there called The Spot. Very ambiguous name. Very fun mic. Uh, then I drove down to Boulevard and uh, also good. Took a sip of coffee. Now, Manny asked me, why do you narrate that? It's so you know there's no dead air, Manny. All right, I don't leave dead air. Like Brandon conversations. I, I had a... Brandon called me uh, one of these days. And literally, we ha- I, I tried to time it out. I said, how long can I go without saying anything? And let's see how long he can go... And it was over three minutes. It's too much time to not say anything at all. But, uh, yeah. Oh, also, Facebook went down on Monday. That was strange, but it was also kind of awesome. We need Facebook down all of the time. I Since Facebook went down on Monday, now I only go there to check on mics uh, and see which ones are going on because, uh, you know what, it's stupid. Facebook is stupid. Now, Tuesday, here's a little, uh, one of the golf fights of mine, he, he may be listening, Chris, I'm talking to you, uh, he was the host of the, the mic on Tuesday at the Reserve, and I was trying to go hit double mics, I was trying to go hit Reserve, and I was trying to hit Barge In, and the reason I was trying to do both is because I knew that traditionally Reserve doesn't get a lot of people, because uh, they're just doing a bad job, they're not, in, they're not motivated, they don't want to be there when they're hosting, I'm talking about Carl and Kate. You know, my ex-co-host Carl and, and my replacement Kate, they're not excited to be there. They don't want to be there. And I've been there. I know what that's like because I've been at times where I'm not excited to be there. But um, but you know what you don't do is you don't just stop doing the mic for weeks at a time. Then get in my face during a mic. That's a couple episodes before where I have the beef. Uh, you don't do that. And then, and now, so I hit up Chris. I was like, hey, Chris, is it still going on? I get out of work. By the time I get there, it'll be like 945 
940, like, you think it'll still be going on? And he goes, yeah, I think you'll make it. He says he'll think I'll make it. Now, granted, in the 45 minutes, I don't know how many people signed up, but it couldn't have been as many as that, that did. Where uh, they were, I was got there 945, I think they were only on, like, number 6, and I was number 19. So there's no way I was making barge. I was almost contemplating, do I have enough time to drive from the reserve in Elmwood Park to, to Gar, uh, Jersey City, hit the barge, hopefully go right the fuck up, and then drive all the way back to hit the second spot. I almost did that, but I didn't. Coffee sip. Instead, what I did is I just hit the reserve. I had a good time, hung out with the comics. It was a lot of fun. Now, Wednesday, Wednesday was weird. Uh, I was going to take off on Wednesday. I was going to not do any comedy. I was going to watch that new Chappelle special everybody was talking about. Um, so after work, I went grocery shopping. Um, and then I cooked. Just kidding. No, I didn't do that. I did Ant's show. Um, Anthony Crescenzo, I love that guy. He's a fucking good... He's a good friend of mine in comedy. He's a good comic. Uh, he fucking knows how to do his time to the goddamn T. He doesn't need to be lit. And, you know, people say he talks a lot and he rambles. But when you tell him he has to do a certain amount of time, he does his fucking time. So he's he's a lot like me, but a lot better, obviously, because he has more experience. And Anthony does a weekly show in, in Clifton on Wednesdays. And uh, last week, I or two weeks ago, last week is what we're talking about now. But two weeks ago, before I had the show that Saturday, Anthony was like, uh, I asked Anthony, I was like, hey, the, I see you posted up about there's a show is that a show or is it a mic? Like, cause, cause I'd love to get some stage time. He goes, no, it's a show. But you said, come through. I'll give you some stage time. I got you, bro. Went through there. He let me do 15 minutes. It was great. Cause I was doing 15 on Saturday. So I got to practice it. Um, and then afterwards, while I'm there, um, oh, on Tuesday, I don't know if I, if I mentioned this on Tuesday, Raph, Izzy and Arnold came and according to their side of the story, which I found out later on, they came there to see if, uh, if, if Yobbs' girlfriend who lives with Izzy wanted a ride home. Now, I didn't know that. I started talking shit. I assumed they were just there to get drugs. I mean, somebody else mentioned that. And apparently, according to me, that's not true. You, can't, you said you can't spread that rumor because it's not true. So now you guys heard it here from the source. It's not true. Also, I'm not going to talk about them after this point. Um, you know, I'm cool with Izzy. I'm cool with uh, Arnold. But Raph, apparently, he's still mad at me. So I'll let him continue to do that. That's fair. Again, after this podcast, I'm not going to mention your name. So if you still are mad at me and you still want to do what you said, go ahead and do what you said. It's fair. It's fine. We'll handle it then. Now, that being said, um, on Tuesday, they they show up and I, I talk some shit. And I, I pretty much tell Arnold, who I saw, because he was the only one I actually talked to. I was like, Arnold, you need to do more comedy. Like, it's not cool that you're pretty... I pretty much said, like, yo... Stop just showing up to Mike's and not going up. If you're already there, you might as well go up. Take a sip of water, you said. But he didn't. He didn't want to just go up, and that's fine. And I messaged him. I'm like, yo, you need to, like, why are you showing up to Mike's if you're not, I'm not going to read you the exact message, but, like, pretty much it was like, yo, why are you showing up if you're not going to do Mike's? Like, you're a fuck, and pretty much my sentiment was, you're a funny dude. Do the, you're there already. Do the fucking time. But he didn't like that. He didn't like that. And apparently some people he met, she showed said he thought it was talking shit. But here was the kicker. On Wednesday when I'm at Ant's show, I get a, a, a call or a text or something, a message from uh, from Arnold saying, yo, there's a show. If you want to come through, you get some time. I was like, well, we're at a show. We could get there at whatever time. Is that cool? He goes, yeah, no problem. Come through. So me and Luke, Luke was with me, um, by with me, I mean, he, he was already on Ant's show, and so I figured I'll pop in, maybe Ant will let me do some time, and he did, so I got to do time there, awesome, loved it, then afterwards, I go to do the Raph, it's apparently Raph's show, and we, I go to do that, but Raph's not there, he's not running it, so, uh, so Arnold is, and then evidently, I guess, word gets out to Raph that I was there, and so he tells, uh, Arnold, no, he's not allowed. So when I'm already there parking my car, I get told, no, you're not. I was like, cool, come tell me that to my face. Like, we'll talk about this, like, people face-to-face. Not, like, you're not going to text me when I'm outside and say, you're not allowed in. That's very immature, and I would la- rather you hear, hear that from your face. Because we're comedians. Like, maybe that's a joke. It's a troll. 
Maybe it's also another comedian who has your phone. So, and I'm not trying to say, oh, come outside, say it to my face, let's like in a shit talking way, like or angry way. It's just like, hey, let's talk about this face to face. It's easier to understand people when you can see their reactions. So he comes out, he talks to me, he pretty much says his side, which I, you know what, I, I apologize to him. I did it there and I'm going to do it again here. He said, yo, I, I know you were, it seemed like you were talking shit, that's how I took it, but when I showed other people, it seemed, or I, not that you were talking shit, it seemed like you were just joking around, that's how I took it, this is Arnold speaking, but then I showed other people and, and they thought you were just talking shit, you weren't joking around. So for that, you're not, I can't have you on here. But keep working on, on, you know, being cool and being funny and all that. And, you know, you know, I like you. I think you're a funny dude. And I see that you work hard. But, like, I don't like the shit talk. And I was like, you know what? Fair. I can't, I can't disagree with any of what you said. You literally said it in the most very... You said it in a very good way. All right, Arnold? So I give it up for you. Now, after... Uh, apparently, Luke was told also not to go on the show. For what? I don't know. I don't know why. Uh... And I'm not going to go ahead and speculate as to why, because that's not my place. Maybe I'll have Luke on, and we'll talk about it next week. We'll see what happens. But, um, but yeah, so me and Luke are out there talking. I'm like, yo, this fucking sucks. Like, we drove here to do time, and then as soon as we get there, we're fucking told we're not allowed to do time. This is very childish shit. Like, e even when Victor Ponte was doing some disrespectful-ass shit, and nobody in the North Jersey comedy scene wanted to work with him, when he came to the open mic, we let him do time. We didn't say, no, you're not allowed to because you make bad jokes or what you assume is a joke, but everybody else knows is You're just kind of just telling the truth. Anyway, I didn't like that. Uh, I had some choice words with Raph. Izzy, first of all, came over because she heard me and Luke talking. And we, she's like, oh, I just want to explain my side of everything that's going on. We don't have to get into more details of what that side of what. But she tried to explain her side. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm willing to listen to hear you out. That sounds like a great idea. Because I've only heard one side of the story. And you have to hear all sides to get an accurate view. Because everybody likes to um, paint themselves in the good light. They don't always like to admit where they, where they went wrong. Now, upon hearing Izzy's side, Raph starts coming up. And he's just standing there. And, you know, I put my fist out. He reluctantly gives me a fist bump. I didn't know at the time he was very mad. And, you know, we're just talking, and after a couple minutes, he's just standing there, and I'm like, you good, bro? You're awfully quiet there. You tired? You had a long day? Take a sip of coffee, Yusuf. And he goes, nah. And then after, like, another minute or two, he finally, like, just bursts in anger, and he's like, yo, I hear you guys talk shit. I hear you talk shit, blah, 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 blah. He keeps getting in my face. He keeps belly bumping me, I guess, trying to make me, like, swing on him first. But I know better than that. I know not to swing first. And I know that there were cameras, and I wanted to make sure I was in camera view when you swung on me. So that's why I was doing the things the way I was. Because, you know, I'm, I'm a smart guy. I'm not going to legally get in trouble for dumb shit. And I'm also not going to physically fight somebody for no reason. And talking shit about that was not a reason that I, th I felt was adequate enough to physically fight, fight over. And if you did, there might be some truth in what I'm saying if it upset you so much that you want to physically attack me. Just thoughts. Thoughts. You're probably going to listen to this because, you know, uh, I occupy space in your brain. And you only occupy space in my brain when I wrote it in my notes to talk about. So, moving on. Uh, Thursday, uh, went to Rhino, like I do every week. And mad fun. But by the time I got there, I guess it was a lighter turnout because everybody went to Anthony Quinn's sh uh, show. Or a bunch of them did. Um, so, I missed the early show, but I got to do the late show. It was a lot of fun. And then afterwards, we just hung out and we had a lot of fun. Now, Friday, Friday was another one of those days. I said, okay, Yusef, you said you were going to take Wednesday off, and you didn't. Friday, you're going to take, you're going to take today off on Friday. In fact, grab a, you have some edible left, take a bite. Have, have a little bit. You know what? You still got microdose mushrooms? Go ahead. And, you know what? Take a little one. Stay home. But you know what I did instead? I went to the Wawa. They had the Hell Yeah comedy show. And uh, afterwards, uh, they had like four or five, maybe six people, eight people. I don't know. I'm not good at numbers right now. That stayed over from the end, from the first show. And they stayed until the open mic. And I think it was only like number four on the list. So it was good. I got to actually go up in front of regular people. This one lady was laughing very inappropriate. Not inappropriately. She was laughing real hard at every fucking joke. So it made me feel real good. Um, and yeah, I was happy. And then, you know, uh, Liam came there late and... Uh, 
And uh, I got a little upset about Liam because I was talking shit on Facebook about how people who only book other comedians who book shows over funny people, you're not doing anybody a good service. And then I also was like, I got a lot, because I did get a lot of messages. People were like, either you're brave for doing that, you're not, and more people were like, Yusef, you're an idiot, you're not going to get booked now that you're talking shit about them. And then some people were just like, you're yeah, pretty much just you're an idiot. And um, pretty much most of the messages were I was an idiot. And, um, but what they, but then I said, you know what, most people are saying I'm an idiot and, and all this, but like, how about prove me wrong or prove me right? But on shows that have funny people over just people who book shit. And you know what happens? Liam says, "Oh, you're gonna if you're gonna go on Facebook and talk about how you're not gonna get booked, that's a a great way to not get booked from somebody who gets booked once every eight months." Exactly, Liam. Yeah, you get booked very little because uh, I don't know. You know, and I get booked very little for the opposite reason: you for not speaking up and and pretty much just being willing to succumb to everybody. But again, we squash the beef. I'm not mad. Just saying, this is the truth. Me, I'm willing to stand up for what I believe in, 100%. Even if that means you fucking people in North Jersey who want to say I'm mad at you, don't book me. Book a funny person who's funny. And maybe people will come back. But you're going to book and you're going to do the same five minutes every time. You think people are going to keep coming back? It's not very easy, not very likely. So after that, I uh, squashed the beef with Liam. I went home. And I was uh, still awake, and you know, even though I did my my microdose and my edibles, and uh, I watched the Chappelle special. God damn, that special! I thought it was amazing. I thought I really liked it. I uh, I don't know. I I'm not gonna lie. It was it was uh, it was different, for sure. It was. Not very mean, but like the things he was saying, I can see how like some people would be like, oh, that's so mean. How can he say this or that? But it's also like, hey, did you listen to the fucking message or did you just get triggered by the words? Because if you just get triggered by the words, ba-bam, jokes lost on you, whatever. Chappelle is fighting for all com- comics. So shout out to you, Chappelle. Long live Dave Chappelle, man. God bless you. I appreciate all you do for, for comedy and for all of us. And, you know, who am I? You don't know who I am, but, you know, one of these days, maybe we will. You know, inshallah, God willing. Take a sip of water. So Saturday I had work. Um, and then after work, there was a pop-up at Diddy's. It was fun. I got there right on time. Uh, afterwards, hung out with some of the comics. You know, smoked a little bit. And uh, and then it was getting a little chilly there. I only had a hoodie on. and um, And also I just didn't feel like standing out there. With the, I won't. I won't continue what I was gonna say. It's not very nice. Um, but yeah. Then afterwards, I uh, hit up my my bros, Kirk. First, I hit up Kirk, and he said he's with Fisher. He's at his house. Come through. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I haven't seen you. You're you're all the way in from Arizona. Um, you were supposed to come to my show on this last Saturday, but you decided you'd, you guys didn't want to because suffering is too far. But literally, you tell me, let's go drive there to go rock climbing, and it wasn't far before, but now it's too far. Gotcha. All right, anyway, just joking. So, yeah, Saturday was fun. Yeah, we hung out, and then uh, after that, I went home. Um, I didn't eat McDonald's. Like, we were all talking about going to get McDonald's, and I didn't. and did not. Very happy I did not. Um, and then Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yesterday, I take a sip of water. So, Sunday, I was supposed to have, like, a date. Um, it was supposed to be... Like, like we were supposed to meet at noon, and then I go get like food maybe around like two, three o'clock, and then like kind of be done by like three or like maybe two o'clock, and then be done by like three, three thirty or whatever. But um, instead, I woke up at noon. I smoked. We already talked. I talked to the lady. We we uh we both decided we were gonna have to change the plans. We we changed the plans to uh, a night night date. Much better. So I got to smoke, uh, cleaned that apartment, I smoked some more, I got to exercise, I smoked some more, I showered, I smoked some more. Uh, and then it was time, time to go on the date. And so I went, and uh, that was a coffee sip, as I say. The date went very well, I'll say that. It was a very, it was, uh, you know, I, I get nervous in the beginning of first dates, always. I always get nervous before first dates. 
And so I equate it a lot to like the open mic, but then it's like, well, after we make our initial contact, it's still then just like the first couple minutes, I'm still nervous until I've got to get them to laugh or get them to smile or, or show some sort of, like, show me where to, like, where's my audience? Like, how do you know? You're like, yeah, that's what, all right, this is weird. So when you do open mics, right, and you don't know how the crowd's going to react to a joke, it's good to listen, like, especially on a show. It's good to be there in the show if you're not if you're not going up in the beginning especially like you're going up in the middle listen to what jokes the comic says so you know what kind of jokes work well in that room which ones don't like for example new york city mics those are mostly politically correct so they're you know my yusef hitler jokes so or some of my joking anti-semitic stuff it's not going to work not going to work there um also like if i go to lynnhurst you know, where they love my, my Hitler jokes and my anti-Semitic jokes, you know, because they also get to their jokes. Well, here's, I have some, like, uh, really PC shit. They're not going to like that. They're not going to like that, that I pretend that uh, I'm vaccinated at a certain point. They're not going to like those jokes. So it's knowing your audience and knowing how to adapt. Also, I did a fucking jokes at work. I shouldn't realize, I should have realized when I was doing jokes at work that they're going to want me to be clean. And I, I did not have a, a fucking five minutes of clean material when I did the talent show. So instead, I did three minutes of, of decent material, but that was also pretty clean. Um, and then I just kind of riffed, and I didn't do so well because I didn't know the audience. I should have known the audience, and I should have told them before at, beforehand, before I even accepted to do it, hey, if I'm going to do some time and tell some jokes, I also need to be able to tell dirty jokes. Or I should have known, okay, they're going to be clean. Do I have that? So being prepared is what I'm saying. Knowing the room and being prepared. And I didn't have to do that for the date. It was very easy to just wing it. So without details, like we had a nice dinner. We had a, um, a few drinks. And uh, and we watched some stuff. And, uh, and, you know, no more details. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And um, I think we're going to go on another one. Probably next week. We'll see. I'll let you know in the next update. And now we're at Monday. What did I do so far today? I um, I woke up. I um, smoked. I exercised. I ate. And I feel like I did more stuff today. But I also feel like I did not do more stuff today. That's a weird thing. All right. Updates are done. Ba-bam. All right. Where do we want to go first video-wise? Did you have... Jamie, pull up the YouTube... And yeah, go to the library and to the uh, to my podcast video playlist. Scroll all the way down. Let's see. What do you have? Did you didn't get the Ted Cruz one? You did have the you have the Ted Cruz one. Okay, let's start with the Ted Cruz one. Um. So this is from Ted Cruz rips into a Facebook executive. We're not gonna play the whole thing. So Jamie, when you play it, pause it. Okay, fast forward. To about what is it? Three minutes and one second. We'll, we'll play this. We'll talk during it. But we'll listen to this. Just shady woman. All right. Let's see. Let me get closer so you can pick it up on the mic. All right, Jamie. Let me know how it sounds. Right, first, turn up the volume though, so they can hear it at home. All right. Here, play. This research was, and I wrote it down because the phrase really jumped out at me. You said this is not bombshell research. Uh, I, I found that a a, a pretty remarkable. Uh, statement. Um, the, the Wall Street Journal reported that your Facebook research concluded that 13% of British users and 6% of American users trace their desire to kill themselves to Instagram. It, is, is that right? Is that a conclusion of your research? Respectfully, Senator, actually what the research shows, if you look at it more carefully, is that about 0.5% of teens um, indicate a connection of suicidal ideation to their Instagram use. And these are just teens who, who have that ideation. That's 0.5% too many. And we've invested incredibly heavily in suicide prevention on our platform. For example, we have reporting flows specifically dedicated to suicide. So you just suggested... Pause, pause. Okay, yeah. So let me just go over that part real quick, Jamie, before you play the last 30 seconds or 45 of that that I wanted to play from that clip. Um yeah, so 13% of U of UK users and 6% of US users killed themselves because of posts they saw on Instagram. And then she's trying to be like, "No, no, it's actually a lot less. It's actually just like, you know, it's like like point 
0.5. I mean, it's still too many. It's 0.5, but it's like, you know, come on, you're exaggerating here, man. All right, let's play the video. A moment ago, you just suggested. Yeah, go back a one ago. second. That's 10, example, but whatever. We have reporting flows specifically dedicated to. So, so you just suggested a moment ago. You just suggested a moment ago that I look at the research more carefully. How would you propose I do that? Uh, have you released the research? Bam! Did he? We've released two to the two of the primary pieces of research that that are part of part of that story, and we're looking to re release additional research. So, was the Wall Street Journal not telling the truth when it said, "quote thirteen percent of British users and six percent of American users trace their desire to kill themselves to Instagram"? That is from the Wall Street Journal. Was that true or false? It's a misunderstanding of the research, but I'd point you to the blog post that our vice president of research wrote that goes through the characterization and explains the research. And has and the full research been released or not? Actually, Senator, we've released two of the specific studies and we're lo looking to release more research. So, so what is the research you haven't released? What are, what are you keeping secret? Because you're telling us if only you knew the full research and then at the same time you're not releasing the research. So, so which is it? I understand your question. Do you want us to examine the... She doesn't, how do you not understand that question? You, you, you understand the question, you legally don't, you're done, we're done with this video, Jamie. Uh, but you, you understand the question fully, you just don't want to answer the question. You know that there's no right way to answer the question that, that Facebook and Instagram does lead to higher rates of violence and higher rates of suicidal thoughts and ideations because it does divide people. I talked about this before, earlier on in my podcast, the bubble theory, remember? Do you remember? Let's refresh the bubble theory. The bubble theory is that Facebook and Instagram puts you in this little bubble of, of uh, your little bubble of things and people who think just like you do, who do exactly what you do. And, and that's the problem. Because if everybody always agrees with you, then you're not seeing the people on the other side. As soon as you do, you're going to be like, well, nobody that I talk to and I interact with online agrees, so you're a fucking idiot. And then they start arguing, and they start hating each other, and then they'll people will gang up against them, and then they'll feel sad. Or a lot of these Instagram people showing really unrealistic things, is, and it makes people, young kids, feel sad. All these fucking filtered, you, yo, filtered pictures. Holy shit! Don't even get me started. Take a sip of coffee, you said. So what else did I want? Did I want? I don't want to play any more of that. But yeah, that, that's the that's the crazy shit about this whole. That's why like. The Facebook, when it went down on Monday, it was so peaceful for me. I realized, hey, it's almost a whole day or six hours or whatever where I didn't get to talk shit to anybody. That was fucking peaceful. So uh, let's go, let's uh, play the, the Project Veritas video. I want you to play that one. Um, uh, that one, part four. They were talking about how the antibodies are better for you. So I'm not going to play the, the full video, obviously. I'm just going to play enough so I can keep hitting my vape and taking sips of coffee while you listen. And then I'll comment on it. And, and uh, we're just going to play the beginning of it so you can uh, see what the hell this is about. And if you want to watch the full video, just check out Project Veritas. Not the ad, Jamie. Fucking Jamie. AmericanMuckRaker.com. Whatever. Inside portion of the actual virus. So your antibodies are probably better at that point than the vaccination. Nick Carl is an experienced biochemist at Pfizer with a history of working in the pharmaceutical industry. Nick admits to our undercover journalist that those who've had COVID have stronger immunity than those who've received the Pfizer COVID vaccine when somebody is naturally um amused like they got covid um they probably have better like not better but more antibodies against the virus because what the vaccine is is like i said that protein so that's just on the outside so it's just one antibody against one specific part of the virus when you actually get the virus, you're going to start producing antibodies against like multiple pieces of virus. And not only just like the outside portion, like the inside portion and the actual virus. So your antibodies are probably better at that point than the vaccination. 
But don't take his word for it. Two other Pfizer scientists echo the same sentiment. So are you well protected? Like as much as the vaccine? Probably more. How so? Like how much more? You're protected most likely for longer since it was a natural response. We're like bred and taught to be like, like vaccine is safer than than actually getting COVID. You cannot like talk about this public. If you have antibodies built up, like you should be able to prove that you have those built up. I mean, I still feel like I work for like an evil corporation. We're trying to keep track of everyone that's been vaccinated versus the census of how many people are actually reported. Basically, our organization is run on COVID money now. You don't talk about anything that can possibly implicate you or like big part. Um, like even if you shut the door to the office, it's kind of like, who's listening? I specifically have like, oh God, I, I signed NDAs against this. The government doesn't want to show. So yeah, that's two and a half minutes of this 10 minute video. If any of that intrigued you, you can watch that in the full context. Those are just clips said. But pretty much what, what the guys, what they were all saying is like, you, you have, they admit that the vaccine isn't as good as a natural immunity. They're also admitting that they're tracking the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And that they're run on COVID money. Why is this important? Because since the beginning, I've been saying this whole vaccine thing, it's a plot to make money. I said it when I was talking about shilling ain't easy, when I was saying all these guys are being shills for the pharmaceutical company. Well, it turns out shilling is easy. You get paid a lot of money to shill for them. And this is like, it's starting to get really fucking frustrating when I'm right a lot and then people around me are still trying to look at me like I'm crazy because I have natural immunity uh, and I exercise and I eat healthy and I feel great. And then a comic friend of mine, I won't say his name, recently found out he got COVID and he's like, oh, everybody should get tested. And I'm like, nope, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing your game anymore. All right. If I feel sick, I don't go do mics, but I feel great. So I'm going to fucking do mics and you can sit at home and fucking, and even and I'm fully vaccinated despite being fully vaccinated. Yeah. Cause you still don't understand how this shit works. Do you guys? You think that if you get the shot, you're fucking immune, but you don't know how it works. This is not a typical fucking vaccination, okay? So that being said, let's move on. Let's talk about something funny. I don't know. Love on the Spectrum. Started watching that. Hello. Hello. This is Michael. Hello, Australian Michael. Now, how does a Michael sound? Uh... Well, he talks a lot like this, and he's very formal. Yes, I'm getting my Michael down. Yes. Hello, Michael. And I'd like love. I'm 31 years old, and I figured after 31 years, I, uh, the only thing I truly want in life is to not be alone. That's right, yes. I've dated, I've the bit of the Asperger's, Asperger's and uh, autism. I'm on the spectrum. And just looking for uh, an independent woman who's also maybe on the spectrum, but uh, she'd at least have to be independent. Right, Mom? Yes. Mom, I'd, I'd like to, to... I got a date. Yes. I think it's going to go well. Yes. I, I asked her, would you prefer a formal, formal date? And she said, yes. Right. I get to wear a suit. It'll be wonderful. And then guess what, Mom? I asked her to do a waltz with me, and she said yes. It's exquisite. I can't wait for the date. Anyway, that was my impression of Michael. I'm sorry if you thought he was actually here with me. He was here with me, actually. Michael, I'll see you later. See ya, Yousef. It was great meeting ya. I'll see you at the open mics. Yeah, actually, I, I probably got to head to those soon, too. All right, I wanted to talk about China and Taiwan, so we'll do that, and then maybe we'll do this DJ Khaled video, and then we'll leave. Um, 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 um. All right, you know what? Pull up. Ooh, yeah, you know what we're going to do? Yeah, I took a hit of the vape. I don't care. All right, it's the 22-minute video. 
I broke it down. There's a couple sections, uh, the China versus Taiwan. So I'll just start the video. Joseph Wu is the foreign minister of Taiwan. Minister Wu, thank you so much for giving us your time. It's much appreciated. It's my pleasure. Do you feel threatened by mainland China right now? Yes. Uh, the answer is rather simple. Uh, if you look at the Chinese military activities around Taiwan, uh, it is a threat and it's very threatening. Uh, just give you some examples. Uh, on September 23rd, you know, just a few days ago, uh, the Chinese sent uh, 24 military aircrafts uh, through Bashi Channel, the southern type, uh, southern part of Taiwan, uh, to simulate attacks on our bases uh, on the east and the uh, southeast side. And they not only do that on September 23rd, they have done that before. And other than the uh, overt military threat, uh, they have also done the infiltrations, you know, set up, set up uh, their cronies inside Taiwan. Uh, they do a lot of uh, disinformation campaign. Uh, they also do hybrid warfare and on uh, many other fronts. Uh, they also try to block Taiwan's participation in international activities or international organizations. They try to prevent Taiwan from having better relations with other countries. So if you look at uh, the relations between Taiwan and China, uh, China has been threatening Taiwan and the threat seems to be more serious than before. But okay, so let's pause it there. Uh, so that that's something crazy that, that I've been hearing a lot now in my channels is that Taiwan is under threat of China. China is the, called the, the, the mainland China is called the People's Republic of China. And then Taiwan is also known as the Republic of China. So without the people's part. Now here's the difference for those of you who don't know. Taiwan is, is a democracy. China is a communist party. Uh, China wants to do what's called a reunification of China, which means taking Taiwan back. Now Taiwan very, very much wants their own independence. And I give them a lot of respect for it. Now, I've been hearing that China is going to be attacking sometime in this month because if they don't, they have to wait, uh, I think, until April. There's only like two months in which they can actually strategically attack uh, Taiwan and going through the Bering, or the, is it the Bering Strait or might be the, the Taiwanese, I don't know what it is. But anyway, there's this, this little uh, bit of water which is very, very bad weather-wise uh, for the, the military to actually go there and successfully have a campaign um, against Taiwan for China to do that, I mean. So that being said, that we have uh, today's Monday, October 11th. I hope that I'm wrong, but by the end of this month, we'll find out if Taiwan gets to remain free. Now here, why? Why would that be important? Um, fast forward to two and a half minutes, Jamie. And are you there? No, you're not there. Maybe you are, hit play, see? No, that's three and a half minutes. All right, use the zoom capability, and then you don't have to worry about that, Jamie. There you go, right there. Okay, ready? Hit play. Sorry, I'm, I'm working with Jamie. He's, I'm sorry, Jamie. I really appreciate it. Can you hit play? I'm sorry, I won't yell at you. Discontent or economic slowdown is getting very serious. Taiwan might become a target of this authoritarianism to divert its domestic attention. Here's the other thing that could precipitate just such an attack, and that would be if Taiwan made any formal moves towards independence, would you rule that out right now, or is that something that could still happen in the future? Uh, I will explain to you in a very frank way. Uh, Taiwan is a democracy, and therefore, Taiwan's government need to observe and follow the majority view. And the majority view here in Taiwan, very consistently throughout the uh, uh, public opinion surveys. The people here want to maintain the status quo. And pause. Thank you. You see, I point to you and you know how to pause, Jamie. You're getting better at this. So what he's saying there is the people want, the, it's a democracy and they're going to do whatever democracy says. And right now the people, the democracy says, let's just keep things normal. Meaning let's not reunify with China, but let's not also seek our independence. But if that changes, which you'll hear in a, in a moment, you'll see what the sentiment is. Again, this is, by the way, the vid video is called Taiwan's Foreign Minister Joseph Wu, full interview, China Tonight. I'll play it again. Hit play, Jamie. That is our commitment 
ever since we took power, and therefore we want to be committed to the status quo. But Minister, that's been shifting. Yes, the numbers are in favour of the status quo right now, but amongst younger people, there is a much stronger independence feeling. Do you believe that that could become a majority sentiment in the country? Uh, I think this is a very subtle question, and it deserves a uh, more subtle answer uh, to that question. Uh, if you look at the situation here in Taiwan, uh, I'm sure you would agree with me that Taiwan is not under any country's jurisdiction. We elect our own government democratically, and the government here in Taiwan is being exercising exclusive jurisdiction over the territory under its control. And therefore, if you look at the situation here in Taiwan, Taiwan is not part of any other country. And this is the reality. So no matter whether the young people think that we should pursue independence or many people will tell you that uh, we would like to preserve the status quo, I think this is the reality. Majority of the people here in Taiwan want to maintain. As you say, the Pause that. Okay. So that, that was important because pretty much what he's saying is whether we want to seek independence or we want to keep the same, hey, guess what we are? We're already independent, everybody. There you go. Now you don't have to worry about it, all right? So go ahead and fast forward to 6 minutes, 11 seconds, because he asked actually a pretty decent question. 6 minutes, 9, that's fine. Hit play. Area. You say that Australia would stand up for Taiwan, but would you seriously expect that Australia would defend Taiwan, put troops on the ground in the event of an attack from China? Uh, that is a hypothetical question. But, sir, that may not be a hypothetical question. You've said that you fear an attack and you're preparing for an invasion. So, again, I ask you, would Australia be expected to fight alongside you? Uh, it's our policy uh, that we would uh, defend ourselves by ourselves. Taiwan is absolutely committed to defend itself. So whether there's going to be a war or not, we will continue to strengthen our defense capabilities in safeguarding our own democracy, safeguarding our own, our own sovereignty. So that is the bottom line. Uh, but of course, uh, when there's a crisis, uh, if the Australian government can go along with other major partners of ours and tell China that uh, the invasion, the war is not right, uh, that will be highly appreciated. Uh, if you look at the uh, Australian uh, actions and statement recently, uh, that is something that we would expect and that is something that we really appreciate. You know, for example, in the Japan, Australia 2 plus 2, in France, Australia 2 plus 2, uh, in Osman 2021, and etc. And also in, G in, in the, uh, the Quad uh, ministerial uh, statement, Australia is always the one who is very firm in stating that uh, it is very important to maintain peace and stability over the Taiwan Strait. And that shows uh, Australia's commitment uh, to the peace and stability in this region. And if you allow me to take a few more steps further, during this period of time, uh, in the absence of war, uh, we see that Taiwan and Australia are great partners. We share the same value. You know, we believe in freedom and democracy and rule of law, and we also believe in free and open and peaceful, stable and prosperous Indo-Pacific. And in this region, Taiwan and Australia are great partners, and we also trade with each other substantially. And that is also putting Taiwan and Australia in the same interest. Uh, other than that, Taiwan is a significant passion for the production of uh, computer chips. And if Taiwan is under pause. attack, I'm sure... Did you hear that line? He said that it's a significant bastion for computer chips. Play that. There's only a couple of seconds left. The world is going to feel the impact. And therefore, I believe that the Australian government is going to come up with its own assessment to see what is the best way to prevent China from launching attacks against Taiwan. And it's my belief that the Australian government continuously to mention the importance of peace and stability over the Taiwan Strait is the best way to deal with it. But Minister Woods. All right, you can pause that. So that was the important sentiment. It's like Taiwan is going to defend itself, but we're also going to have to help. We're, we're going to have to help them because they have the computer chips. The whole computer chip shortage, if you've heard about it from cars to um, there's just a chip shortage between cars that need the chips, 
uh, are being higher priced and tech other technologies that use computer chips are being higher priced or just not having you're not having access to them because there's a, the demand is low because of the whole all this lockdown shit so so china even if china does attack taiwan i know now why china would want to attack taiwan they need those resources but taiwan's also like hey we're not giving up the resources though so you're gonna have to come and take it and then if you guys in the rest of the world want you know you guys want to play that game play that game that's fine but you know what's gonna happen is you guys are gonna be short on computer chips how are you gonna deal with it then what are you gonna do then huh you're gonna be able to do that and we'll go computer chipless computer chip free pause i'm gonna pause this real quick yeah i'm good jamie are we back all right we're back yeah that was only like a second for you but whoo that was a fucking i needed a oh, i was holding that in for a while anyway so um the last clip of the video um i i just literally uh, i this made me really fucking love taiwan um a lot and uh I just want to play this, and then maybe I'll discuss it. Maybe I'll just leave on that, plus the musical outro. Uh, if I do the musical outro, it's, and I don't, I'll talk about it. Go ahead, play. Our relations with Australia is very good, and that is what we appreciate it for. When you say that you would successfully defend yourself, the reality is, isn't it, that you would be massively outgunned. China has the biggest army in the world, the biggest navy in the world, is continuing to pump more money into its military year on year. How could you possibly win a war against such overwhelming odds? Uh, I think that might be a wrong assessment. Uh, our military uh, is quite capable. Uh, it's not like Afghanistan at all. Uh, Taiwan's military, even though it's uh, uh, being described as uh, you know having a significant gap with the Chinese military, but we are not totally defenseless. We also have our own navy, we have our own air force, and we have also prepared uh, asymmetric uh, strategy in dealing with China, and we also produce our own defense articles. Uh, I cannot elaborate on that, and I'm sure if China is uh, going to launch an attack against Taiwan. I think they are going to suffer tremendously as well. So that is our commitment. We are willing to defend ourselves. And if you look at the uh, philosophical side, Taiwan is a democracy. And we are very proud to have this democracy. And the people here in Taiwan enjoy freedom. And this is something that we want to defend for. And the Taiwanese government and the Taiwanese people, Taiwanese military, are committed to defend this way of life. And we understand our responsibility is not just Taiwan. Our responsibility is to defend freedom and democracy for the rest of the democratic world. And we are committed to that. Even though Taiwan is small, but you know, think about the uh, David versus Goliath. We believe that democracy at the end is going to prevail and Taiwan is going to prevail. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Go Taiwan. Taiwan will prevail. You know, I'm not, um, I'm not a fighter. But, uh, and, and I don't think that America will, after we just ended, actually knowing Biden, we might. But, like, I don't think America's gonna go and send its people to die over that. But I'll tell you this. Uh, I'd volunteer. I... I believe in fucking freedom that much. And I feel like we're even losing our own freedom in America, even though this is the most free country in the world. And I'll fight for freedom anywhere if it means we get to keep our freedom here as well. So, um, I don't know. Now I kind of just want to end it on that and not talk about DJ Khaled because he just... Ugh, he's an idiot. So, Jamie, pull up the song, but we're not going to play the whole song, so don't put... So play, well, don't... Jamie, thank you for doing the pause for me, but no, it's not the whole song. You're going to go to the end of the song. It's like three minutes and eight seconds in, all right? Just go to that part. Yeah, don't worry. I'll know where it is. All right. All right, guys, sorry about that. All right, ready? Hit play. 
Wait, pause it. I forgot to say something else. Oh, yeah, I didn't do this part. Sorry, guys, before I leave. That was very rude uh, housekeeping. Hey, Puerto Rico, shout out. You guys are at 3%. You guys keep growing in Puerto Rico. Um, shout out to, I got a new country that came in, Antigua and... Um, or Barbados. I don't know. I got I got more countries coming in. Males, by the way, you guys are at seventy two percent. Females, you're at twenty eight percent. You guys are rise. You ladies are rising. Um, welcome. What does this say? Oh, Trinidad and Tobago. It says welcome something and tobacco. It says welcome Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, those are the new country. Welcome Trinidad and Tobago. Glad to hear we got some of your people listening in there. Tell Australia and Taiwan that we got their back. And um, and yeah, guys, I just wanted to also say thank you guys for listening. Like and subscribe. Share it with your friends if you like it. And if you don't like it, you know, uh, keep it to yourself. Or email me and tell me what you don't like. Or, or message me on, on Instagram at Piscoff Podcast. Email is, is PiscoffPodcast at gmail.com. Um, or just my regular Instagram, which is at Yusef Goff. Um, and until next week, guys, uh, stay safe, stay alive, stay healthy. Uh, I love you. You love me. We're a happy family with a great big hug and a kiss from me to you. I don't remember the end of this, so bye. Before I need niggas, I purchased three mirrors and show y'all was for me. So he wants to let it go and he wants to catch it. Eventually, he loses it. He doesn't want to lose it. fuck about the songs I write. Long as my thugs and my fans been nice. Moving forward with my life. Crucify me, man of Jesus Christ. Do him no favor. Hear me. Because I'm going to be a traitor. I'm a real backbiter. I'm a try and take your glory. In the energy, buffalo soldier. But they tend to be gangster. Hear me up, glory and energy, whatever, tell them it's whatever, don't see me no good, we be better, whoa, 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 fuck em. can't say nothing cause the same hand is here, you might cut you, whoa, 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 fuck em. you ain't saying nothing cause the same hand is here, you might cut you, whoa, 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 whatever, tell them it's whatever, wanna see me good or never see me better, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, Jamie, are we done? Did you end the podcast? All right, that was, I'm sorry I yelled at you, Jamie. That wasn't nice. I know, I know, I know. I get frustrated because, like, I tell you to do things and then you don't do them, and that's why it's like, it gets frustrating. But, like, I appreciate you. You're still working with me. Um, you can have some ice cream. I'm going to go do the open mics now. All right, uh, unplug this mic so we can get going. All right. What do you mean he didn't stop? Well, stop the recording.